This is Let Your Voice Be Heard, right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. M, 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 I, uh, M, I, a city boy. Yeah. We are here on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM, WHCR, the voice of Harlem. If you were just tuning in, good job, because we just started. We are here for another action-packed episode of this amazing radio show, slash podcast, slash live journal, slash studio session for my failing rap career. <laughs> this is Stanley Fitz. I'm here in the studio with Tammy David, and of course, Just Incredible. I just made that nickname up just now. Isn't that impressive? But if you want to follow me, which you should want to follow me because I have no friends, you can do so on the Twitter at Stan Fritz. You can do it on the IG at Stan Fritz. You can do it on the Snapchat slash Darkskin Swindle, but I deleted that so you probably won't find me. And you know where you can't do it? You know what? I can't make that joke because we are at FM Frequency. Tammy, talk to these people. <laughs> sup, 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 sup. Happy Sunday, everybody. Uh, thank you for joining us live. I'm super stoked for today's topic. So mm-hmm. let's get weird and let's get disrespectful. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> okay, <what>? let's do <laughs> it. Weirdly disrespectful? Hold on, you gotta explain that to me, beloved. We're talking about Tyler Perry today, and I'm ready to roast. <laughs> I'm ready to roast. Oh, oh I'm ready to go mm. so hard. Somebody's <laughs> Nana is going to call in and curse us out. I'm ready. I will say, Miss Auntie, I'm so sorry, but Miss trash. <laughs> Justin, how you doing today, my What's guy? What's going on, people? How you doing? I'm out of breath probably for the rest of the week after those trains this morning. But. Yeah, man. Where were you coming from? <laughs> Queens. Ooh, South yeah. Side? That's a hard commute, bro. <laughs> it's not that hard. It's Southeast just the train. Queens, yeah, man. You got to hit the lure. Isn't it the city tickets still? I took the lure. The, yeah, I hit the lure. Long Island Railroad for our non-New York City people <laughs> and non-ridiculous people like myself. But Justin, how can we follow you on the socials? Yes, you can follow me at uh, Justin J. Wrights uh, on Instagram and on Twitter. Or you can follow my production company, Creative Tribe Media. Creative Tribe, creative with an eight. Because it's innovative, you know? You hear that? <laughs> I, didn't get, I didn't get your socials, Tim. I mean, I know them. But like, how can the people follow you on the interwebs? If you want, you can follow me on Instagram at Miss David if you nasty. Okay. Um, and if you're here for some hot takes, you can follow me on Twitter at Rude Black Commie. That's Black B L K. Um, but I do not advise you follow my Twitter. Why? Not safe Why for work. Why not? <laughs> not safe for work, and also it's a little ratchet. Really? <laughs> I'm gonna follow it now. <laughs> Shoot, my Twitter has been called not safe for work from my work. So. <laughs> you're still there, so that's good. Yeah, I mean, barely. <laughs> But yeah, guys, we got a pretty good show um, scheduled for you guys. We got the huge news roundup where we're talking about the impeachment. We are talking about Nicki Minaj and Meek Mills arguing at a boutique restaurant. But then the main event, Tyler Perry's A Fall Mm. From Grace. It is going to be a great show talking about that movie and whether all black creatives should be supported. Should you give that Andre on 125th and Adam Clayton Powell $5 for his mixtape even though you don't have a CD player anymore because Andre wants to make it? Or should you say no? And in that same spirit, should you say no when Tyler Perry movies come out when you know at the end someone will have HIV or AIDS? That's the big question for today's show. I'm not doing this with you today. I mean, we're going about to do it right here, man. <laughs> and listen, guys. Like I want to know what you're excited to talk about today, Justin. Talk to me. I'm excited to talk about Tyler Perry as someone that's trying to, you know, be in that industry. Um, it's 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 interesting to hear you guys take on the movie. I finally watched it. I was holding off a little bit, and you know, we'll see. I'm excited to talk about that, Mr. Tyler Perry. So I'm excited, obviously, for the main segment, but our news roundup is kind of crazy today. I'm excited to talk about the Grammys because mm. Diddy just went off on the Grammys, and so I want to talk about that a little bit. I'm also excited, uh, not so much for the impeachment update, but definitely for a political update. I want to talk about the Yang Gang a little bit Yang and his gang. demographic and how important that is right now in the primaries. 
Um, and we got some messy stories. So. <laughs> Listen, come the through. mess is always the best, guys. So <laughs> with that being said, we got to go on a quick break. When we come back, it'll be the news roundup. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard. We are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM WHC, are the voice of Harlem. If you are just tuning in, this is Stanley Fritz. I'm here with Tammy David and, of course, Just Incredible. So, We've got a huge show for you. But before we get to the main event, which is Tyler Perry's A Fall From Grace, we want to give you the news roundup. The things that made you laugh, cry, curse, or flip a table. What news stories did that to you? And I know there's one news story that made Tammy want to curse. Tammy, talk to us. <laughs> What's the news story that made me want to curse? Terry <laughs> Crews. Oh, no, that didn't make me want to curse. I'm just kind of confused right now. Like, how is Terry Crews not going to stand by Gabrielle Union? I mean, it's 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 not surprising when black men don't support black women. And it's Ooh. not surprising when, you know, the white man is giving you that No, but Terry Crews is woke, though. That's the thing. Mm-mm. He's always been, like, our dark-skinned feminist base. So I don't understand how he's coming out of nowhere and going to totally sideline all the stuff she's talking about. Well, he's woke when it was time for him to need support. I didn't hear nothing about Terry Crews being woke until he was, you know— talk about that man touched him, so— Ooh. Well, what did Terry Crews do? Let the friends know. So— Gabrielle Union came out um, about America's Got Talent and talked about sexism and racism within the show um, and how they select and and pay their workers. Right. Um, Terry Crews now is saying that he hasn't experienced any of this, Which especially is fine, yeah. in regards to the racism. And so for a dark-skinned man to come out and say that... These white folks have been so good to me. I don't right. know what that woman talking about, what that color right. girl talking about. Like oh. It was fine for him to say he hasn't experienced it, because if he hasn't experienced it, he hasn't experienced it. It was the fact that he continued to go on yeah. to then defend... America's Got Talent. Exactly. He told. I mean, he invalidated not only her experience, yes. but the experience of anyone else yes. who stood behind her. Right. The people that don't have the same platform right. that she did. It's a PR nightmare. I mean, he could have just ended it. I haven't experienced it, but I support Gabrielle Union. Best wishes. And ended it like that. But he went on a whole tangent to, to, to just basically say and validate what she said. And it was very disturbing. I tweeted him a lot and <laughs> tagged him. Mm. Yo, I wonder if him and Dwayne Wade are going to beef now. Oh man, were they friends? Dwayne Wade should dunk on him. So it was it was disturbing. Um, (laughs) Terry should have been better. But again, it's not surprising that he did that, especially when he was getting a check from them. But then even America's Got Talent. I keep someone want to say America's Next Time Model, Mm. but America's Got Talent even came out and was like, "He don't speak for us. We're still investigating." Rip. So Mm. now he just did that for what reason? Damn. So he did that, and these white folks still threw him under the bus. Mm Mm-hmm. The muscle shirts is cutting the air off my brain, man. <laughs> I'm telling you. No, but, like, I mean, this is what happens. And also, the funny thing is, like, I thought that when he acted like that, they must have gave him a check because there was absolutely no reason right. that he had to jump out the window like exactly. that. There was absolutely no reason. And it was really embarrassing. And these same people that, like, this same woman that he's not holding it down for, which he didn't have to, but, like, he could have at least shut up about. Right. She held it down she for him, him when he was like the white dude grabbed his beef and was like, "What's cooking? Good looking." <laughs> not doing this, right? Like she was there for Unacceptable. him. Acceptable. The image that when you he was just touching gave. your yum yums, <laughs> when he was touching your yum yums, we had your back. Mm-mm. But now you want to act all cute? All right, I mean, he could beat me up. So let me stop talking so sassily. But still, 
Doesn't matter how many muscles he got. You got to take him a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what? You know what hits harder than the fist? A lawsuit. There you go. Mm-hmm. Rip. So, um, Speaking of muscles and beef, I heard that Meek Mill ran into Nicki Minaj oh, and her hubby her feet, at her a boutique, and they almost fought. Yeah, who does that? Meek, you just got out of jail, right, bro. Right. Like you had a whole so I, like get me out of jail. I got free the tea. Card. I got the tea. So okay. according to my sources, TMZ. TMZ. I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> So Meek was in there first doing his thing, and then Nicki Minaj and her husband, who is a convicted sexual offender, um, came in and started confronting him. And Meek was like, can we take this somewhere private? And Nicki and her sex offender husband Mm -hmm. refused. I shouldn't be shaming people for things they've done in the past. But, you know. I thought he murdered someone. I mean, also maybe that, too. Who knows? (laughs) But um, either way, he's done his time, so there's that. But they started escalating the argument and it got to a point where then Meeketh Milleth and <laughs> Nicki Minaj's husband, whose name I don't know, were in a shouting match and calling both of each other's the P word. Mm-hmm. And Meek Mill had to be held back by his security and the boutique owners and they had to pull Nicki Minaj and her husband away. Why are they still fighting? Didn't they date like three yeah, years I'm ago? Like, what was, yeah. What's the beef though? Honestly, Nikki is a Sagittarius, and let me say, we are petty people. So, like, you just her see last him. name is literally now Petty. Like, she is the <laughs> queen of the petty. So, you see someone, you just want to flip. Yeah, I feel like she was shopping. She uh-huh. was on one. I personally think Nikki has a little candy problem, so that got her that ego. What candy? Cocaine. Yeah, what we're uh-huh. talking about. Yes. Can we say cocaine on FM? I don't, I don't know. know. That's why I said candy, but whatever. I she got a little not. nose candy issue, and I feel like that really makes people crazy sometimes. Well, it does. Well, so she's stunting with her man. She's shopping, and she sees this dude who yeah. she used to date, and she wants to talk crap. What boutique were they in? Why were they in the same boutique? Were they sh- like? I what? mean, in Hollywood, you know, Hollywood, all the rich rappers go to the same places. But hold on, real quick, I'm gonna like take one quick step back to the Terry Crews comment because um, Jackie Bradley commented and said he is protecting his best interests, which is his position on the show. As black women, we acknowledge his Me Too stance on what happened to him, but when he had a chance to support a black woman, mm-hmm. he threw her under the bus. Yeah, Jackie, that's exactly what it was. It's true. Yeah. But why why are Nicki Minaj, Onika, and Meeketh Millith still arguing? If I broke up with somebody three years ago, there's nothing to talk about. At all. Like Especially e- when I'm rich. We're either on good terms, and if we do, it'll be a cordial, hey, how you doing? Good to see you. Oh, this your king? Cool. How you doing, bro? Congratulations. Walk away. If we're on bad terms, we just don't speak. The well, people need therapy. Honestly, <laughs> that's true. I feel like Nikki kind of dogged Meek like for a long time after that breakup mm-hmm. and Meek has been nothing but chill. Even in this altercation, he was chill. So I also would step up for myself if someone yeah. came up to me like that. I just don't know where her beef is. I yeah. mean, I think, well, you know, let me not assume about people. But I have had issues with Nicki Minaj's temperament for a long time. Just the way, like, she talks wild crazy. And, mm-hmm. like, I know I'm a huge Cardi B fan, but, like, when she was talking wild sassy about Cardi B, then Cardi B pressed her at that um mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. ball, and then all of a sudden Nicki has security there. That's not as lost all respect for Nicki because she's yeah. she's had gun talk in her raps. She's talking about being the toughest, but you can't fight a five foot three Dominican from the Bronx. Wait, wait, it's- wait, though. But consider how much surgery Nicki has had and how much money she spent on her body. Like, I wouldn't want to ruin my investment either. But so. I mean, also, she knew there was so many cameras around, you know, so that's yeah. why she was probably just chilling out. There, she didn't know that per you know, she just think she ain't seen no camera, so she's just getting wild. Well, hold on though, hold on now. Speaking of cameras, I'm seeing on the camera that we got a couple of people on this Facebook Live. Naletti Slim Anderson of Lethal Lips Podcast. What's going on, sis? Happy to see you here and happy belated birthday. Also, Michelle Monique. Now, Michelle Monique, I forgot the name of her blog, but she's a black traveler and a stylist, and you guys need to be following her. She's amazing. Nice. And one of my brothers from way, way back, he knew me back in the days when I was just a uh 
a musty kitten in East New York, Theo, <laughs> on here. So thank you for listening. Um, but speaking of mustiness, Donald mm-hmm. Trump's impeachment. <laughs> Rip. Yo. Fam, have you guys been following? So for those of you who don't know, Congress voted to impeach him. So now he's having a trial in the Senate. Republicans control the Senate, which is why people don't think that he'll actually be convicted. Right. And pretty much every day has been a fight with Democrats trying to, like, have witnesses be brought up to the stand. And Republicans mm-hmm. voted it down because they had the majority. But here's the gag. Democrats would be like, we have this witness and this witness and this proof. Can we present it in the case? Republicans would vote no. And then Republicans would be like, you don't have any proof. You don't have any witnesses. Yep. That's literally what's happening right now. If you've been following this um, in the news on social media, we'd love to hear your comments. Give us a call at 212-650-6903. Again, that's 212-650-6903. Or if you're on Facebook Live, leave us a comment there. If you're on SoundCloud, leave us a comment on SoundCloud. We'll get back to you. Justin, have you been following the impeachment hearings? I've been following some of it. I mean, I know the latest, It was. I think it just happened this weekend. Uh, they got him on tape. They got him on tape talking to the guy Lev Parnas. And... Um, yeah. And then he already denied not knowing this guy. Mm. So now they got him on tape <laughs> talking to the guy about firing the Ukraine chick. And he's still like, I don't know this person. And then yeah. everything is there. He's a liar. We know that he's a liar. And the Republicans that standing by him, I don't understand. Well, I do understand. I know what it's about. But it's just so weird that we've given someone so much power mm-hmm. that it takes this much to say, we don't want you speaking on behalf of the American people. Yeah. Listen, man, Republicans care about power. They don't care about accountability. And Absolutely. when Donald Trump first won the election, there were some Republicans that would, they, some people who said, well, give him a chance. Maybe he really cares about the country. And all the things he criticized Hillary Clinton of doing and other politicians of doing, he has done. He has used the office to, to make himself richer. He has pushed racist policies that hurt black and brown people. He is now trying to add restrictions to food stamps so that you can't get it if, say, I don't know. You don't have a full-time job, which most people actually who are on food stamps now have full-time jobs. The problem Still is we're it. not getting paid enough. Right. He is trying to cut funding from public schools. They're trying to cut at least half of the funding that all public schools get. This is the man that people voted for president. You know what I'm really worried about in terms of the impeachment trials? I don't like how rushed it's being. Mm-hmm. Americans are quickly losing interest, but... At the end of the day, how can they have interest when we're not getting any new information? We're being told that it could wrap up in as little as two weeks. And then we don't have any. It's all closed door discussions. What are we supposed to do to speak to our Congress people, to Mm -hmm. talk to our senators, to make some sort of like fair trial happen? Yeah, I don't think a fair trial is going to happen at all when the Republican controls. Um, I think there's so much going on in the news cycle and he has so much smoke and fire with him and his team that that's why we're losing interest because we got to worry about the Ukraine. We got to worry about Puerto Rico. We got to worry about, you know, so much that they don't they're not doing. Mm -hmm. As usual, he's using the news cycle to his advantage. Well, hold on, y'all. We do have an opportunity coming up. We got the presidential elections. And as you guys know, we had the presidential primaries going on right now. If you're on Facebook Live, I would love for you to comment about which Democratic candidate you were supporting in the, the Democratic primaries. I know I've been really big on Elizabeth Warren, but um, Bernie has really gotten my attention, especially after his anti-war stance. Bernie is my bae. Yeah. But, yes, yo, yes, you know, is. a new poll came out, and mm-hmm. Andrew Yang is doing very well. So for those of you who don't know who Andrew Yang is, Andrew Yang is an Asian candidate who comes from the tech industry. He made his there and he's running for president based on 
universal income. So he wants to give every single family $1,000 a month for the rest of their lives, no questions asked, because he says that automation is coming and it's going to take our jobs anyway. Now, my opinion is $1,000 a month ain't going to do nothing when rent in New York City for a one-bedroom starting is 1900 yeah. But he's gotten mm-hmm. a lot of people's interest. And in the most recent polls, he's polling at 13% for the Iowa primary. So now he's a serious candidate. How do you feel about Yang, Tammy? Andrew Yang is that fun, zippy candidate mm-hmm. that we need to lift our spirits. But to me, he's a total joke. He's a technocrat. And mm. at the end of the day, we're Wait, not... what's a technocrat? A technocrat <laughs> is someone who believes that technology will ultimately like help to rule government. Oh, like gov- sex robots. Yes. <laughs> so, Literally. So like, he wants you to have a top you bought 3,000. Mm-mm. I think he wants you. <laughs> I think he wants you to like go to the doctor and like check in with a robot and have like a full body scan, and then at the end of it, be like, "Your chances for cancer two percent. Please leave the hospital and hand us your like Bitcoin payment." Oh my god, that sounds horrible. <laughs> well, I mean, his, 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 uh, I mean, well, his um base is mostly men. Yes. 18 to 29. He's actually made progress with the black vote. Yes. I'm not sure it was that church video when he was, you know, singing with the choir. <laughs> they didn't look too but happy in that black people, Listen, black people love free money. Yeah. Tell me we don't. I love I it. Mean, we owed a check for years. Like, this ain't free money. <laughs> Our ancestors work for that, and I'm That's trying true. to collect. <laughs> You're right, right. Give us our money. I'm from Haiti, France. Run me my coins. Right, right. Yes. He has an excitement about him. He's an idea man. Yes. And again, with when it, most of his base is men. That's how men think. You know, there's no have to get to these um, solutions. So it is interesting because he's fired up. I mean, he's really moving. He's like in fourth place right now. Something I think is interesting about his campaign is, have you guys seen that poll about, um, like, based on who you support for the primary, number one, would you vote for the Democratic candidate no matter what? Mm -hmm. And Yang had the highest number of no's at Mm. 44% it was, either 44 or 49%. And it's because his demographic is actually a ton of libertarians and Republicans. Like, there is something to be said that this guy is, like, pulling from every side yeah. major numbers of people from it's every dangerous. party. And his his ideas on immigration are wild problematic. He changed the language on his website, but when he first launched his campaign, he said on immigration, immigrants had to prove their loyalty by learning how to speak English and a list of other things that he thought that they had to do. So Angie, Andrew Young is getting attention and I'm paying more attention because of it, but like my guy, for, for a person who was a brown person and you had that kind of language on, on immigrants, that makes me very nervous. My dad was an immigrant. My mom was an immigrant. She's not here, obviously, in the states anymore. But like my family, I, I come from a heavily, heavily Caribbean and Spanish family. Mm-hmm. A lot of my folks came here as immigrants. That makes me very, very nervous. Yeah. Absolutely. But like, so I don't want to. Go we ahead. We got Molly on Facebook Live. I just want to shout you out. Listen, don't worry if you still are undecided. So many people are, and I think the Iowa primary is going to be the perfect chance for you to see how average Americans are thinking. People are all the candidates are going to be ramping up their efforts Mm -hmm. for the Iowa primary. All of the primaries, once they happen in those states, will give us kind of an idea of how others are feeling and might even roll out, you know, more plans for their basic policy changes. So, yeah, you know, Tammy, that was really good. And you did it as just as we had to go to break. (laughs) But I can't let us go to break just yet because Tammy was trying to run the clock out on something. So, as we all know, (laughs) dang, dang, black men got me. Black men don't Uh cheat. We just don't because we're kings, right, Justin? That's right. And every black man in this chat can tell you that black men don't cheat. And every woman who has ever dated a black man will tell you that black men don't cheat. They might say it differently. The way they say it is black men do cheat. But what they mean is black men don't cheat. 
You know who actually does cheat? Oh, my mm, God. Lesbians. Black women. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> okay. I mean, <laughs> listen. Lesbians do not cheat. www.thatsafact.net. <laughs> because if you're wondering what we're laughing about, Lena Wraith, that's right, that Lena Wraith, just divorced her wife of two months. Ooh. Do you know why? She was sleeping with Harriet. Not just Harriet. She was sleeping with Harriet, Shaquanda, Felicia, <laughs> Satisha, Brenda, she really Jenna, Donna, Harish. Yep. <laughs> Hit her with the DMX challenge. She was cheating, cheating. And when I saw it, I said, I could not understand or relate because I am a faithful black king oh my who God. loves the Lord. Now, Justin, as a black man who doesn't cheat, what did it feel like hearing that a, a woman, a black woman was cheating? I don't take pleasure in anyone's, you know, dis- demise. Um, mm-hmm. It was interesting, though, because they were together for three years. And as soon as they get that paper to, you know, no, no. to she celebrate. Was, she was cheating already. She just got like, you know, it was harder to hold the cheat now that your wife be living with you. That's what it was. I just can't believe mm-hmm. who she was cheating with. Well, well rumors, well, allegedly. Harry, the Harriet Tubman? The Harriet Tubman. I mean, the Not Harriet, Harriet Tubman, Harriet Tubman. The, but I mean, Harriet Tubman's <laughs> dead, but <laughs> we know. But like, nah, the Harriet was fine. I mean, the, the movie Harriet Tubman. Like, oh, I'm sure, like, like Harriet Tubman Tubman was fine, too, in her day and age. But, like, I wasn't really here for that oh time goodness. period. But, like, actress Harriet Tubman? Oh, she could get the smoke. Cynthia. I can't pronounce mm-hmm. her last name. Are we objectifying her? Maybe we should stop with that. Yeah. Um, it was. I mean, it's unfortunate. You hope the rumors aren't true. But, I mean... If that's what it is, that's what it is. She's getting really bigger in Hollywood. This case really proves... She's deflecting, right? This case... (laughs) Shut up, okay? I am so hurt by this news. Mm -hmm. Lena, you have disappointed me, (laughs) ma'am. How dare you? How dare you fight for this? How does it feel to know that black women cheat, Tammy? Well, we already knew that. Oh, oh, so you're admitting it that black women cheat. We're gorgeous. Like, I'm sorry, but... You hide it better. Y'all been dogging us for so long. Who's y'all? Actually, in 2020, I feel like everyone sucks equally. You know? That's real equality. Everyone cheats. Everyone's trash. No one's faithful. And there is no hope. That's it. Everyone else out there who's single, honestly, this one's for you because (laughs) it's a really sad time out here. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. I guess the fun of being bisexual is that you get cheated on by everyone. (laughs) Just everybody. I love it. I love it. When I was in high school, school, my girl cheated on me with the boys and girls basketball team. I wasn't like, we. She's a legend. Yeah, she actually is a legend. (laughs) Michelle Monique of Just a Girl from Brooklyn. When you going to write a blog about black women cheating? Uh Huh? You are not going to let this go. (laughs) And you know white women cheat. Molly, talk about your your white sisters and brothers. Why they cheating like this? Oh my you see? gosh. I didn't even realize your shirt. Mm-hmm. They say black men oh, don't cheat. yeah, you're right. Black men don't cheat. Of Listen, course you that's see that. That's <laughs> for those of you on Facebook Live. Black men don't cheat. You see oh that? All right. Sorry, Lena. Sorry to this woman. Yeah, man. Listen, we got to go on a quick break. But just last thoughts on black women cheating. Justin? Keep keep doing your thing, black women. Nah. <laughs> you know what? This next song, for all you guys out there, stand strong, Kings. We know what's going on here. <laughs> Speaking my truth now. Ooh, ooh. We speaking our truth. truth. WHCR 90.3 FM, New York. No, sir. Uh, no, sir. I got a girl and you not hurting. Listen here. We are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM, WHCR, the voice of Harlem. If you are just tuning in, this is Stanley Fitz. I'm here with Tammy David and Justin Credible. We had an amazing news roundup where we talked about everything from Donald Trump's impeachment process, LeBron James passing Kobe Bryant in the scoring list. We didn't mention that actually, so I'll mention it now. But of course, the most important and the biggest news that we had to cover, Tammy, I'm sorry. 
<laughs> Lena Wraith cheating on her wife, proving oh that gosh. black women cheat and black men don't. It was a thing <laughs> that we've known for a long time, but it was finally confirmed with Lena Wraith's behavior against her queen, allegedly, and the cheat with Harriet Tubman in the Underground Railroad. Mm. Horrible, horrible, horrible. But you know what? Speaking of plot twists and stories that kind of made us shake our heads in confusion, we are now on to our main event. And for those of you who have not been following us on social media so you don't know what we're talking about, let me just give you a very quick spoiler alert. Mm -mm. We're talking about Tyler Perry. But we're not just talking about Tyler Perry. We're talking about Tyler Perry, and we're talking about his movie, A Fall From Grace. But it's much bigger than that. It's about all those black creatives and all those black people who are doing things. You want to make sure you support them. But sometimes in supporting them, you realize, hmm, maybe this stuff isn't that good. Think about it. Your cousin who's been rapping for 10 years, but he can only rap to the same beat, and he keeps talking about the same thing, and it doesn't even sound good. But he sells albums, and he's good to black women. He takes care of his kids. So you're like, damn, I got to kind of support him. Mm -hmm. But it's not good. We're talking about that dude who you know, the woman actually, who she has the art thing, and she's doing a yoga thing. But like all she knows how to do is a downward dog. And all she can draw is sunsets that she found out from painting poetry. So she's trying to sell you her art for $500. And like, you wouldn't pay for it if it was somebody else, but like you know, she got to pay her rent. You're trying to support her, so now you got to think about to getting your friends to pay for it. Well, that's how a lot of us feel about Tyler Perry, or at least that's how I feel about Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry is somebody who we know has come from the church, and he made his claim to fame by doing church plays, acting as Medea, a sassy black grandmother who carries a gun, wears red to a funeral, and helps to pass important messages along. Since at least 2004, Tyler Perry has been in Hollywood making movies, and in the last two years he opened up his own studio and has been leading the way for black creatives he has a partnership and deal with bet where they're making original content on their streaming app which i don't know who has but i'm sure someone does and it's probably <laughs> decent and he also has recently had a new deal with netflix where one of his latest movies went directly to netflix i'm sure you've heard of it it's called tyler perry's a fall from grace so now i'm going to go to my trusty dusty laptop to make sure i get the synopsis correct for you wonderful people so the film marks the writer-director-actor's first made-for-Netflix feature about a woman who confesses to killing her brand-new husband and a lawyer who has never tried a case, she always pleads, who seeks to uncover the possible conspiracy at play. The movie features Claire Huxtable, a.k.a. Felicia Rashad, and of course, our favorite black grandma, Cicely Tyson. This movie is described as a thriller, but I will tell you about Five minutes into the movie, I thought it was a spoof, and I Googled <laughs> to see if this was actually a spoof. It is not. So, since the movie has come out, we have seen all sorts of reactions from people across the Negro sphere. Usually, Black Twitter is my favorite place to go. I have seen clips in the movie showing people drinking water, but there's no water in the cups. <laughs> you, there was a restaurant scene where somebody was looking directly into the camera as they were going through the scene. My favorite scene in the movie is when the... Um, the the protagonist's husband is yelling at her and throws his phone across the room and the phone breaks and he goes, you're lucky I have another phone. <laughs> and then he storms out of the room. There are so many moments in the movie where like continuity is off that it makes you think that Tyler Perry has to be trolling you. For example, the wigs are atrocious. And when I say atrocious, I'm not saying it as somebody who just wants to hate on Tyler Perry. I mean, they are objectively bad wigs. The main male protagonist is like someone who we've, we've known to be bald for years. Tyler Perry gives him one of those like, like the flat top haircuts. Stop. Mm -hmm. As a black woman, I need to really dig into this man's, uh -oh. Go this ahead. man's wig. Uh -oh. Why does he have a fade in only one circular patch of his head? 
Why is it so dang shiny near the top? Why is it a flat top that don't end near the back? Maybe he got Beijing. Oh my God. With all the money Tyler Perry is making, he couldn't get more than $20 budget for that man's wig. So here's a couple of things you should know about this movie before we continue. Tyler Perry wrote the script on his own, and the movie was filmed in five days. Tyler Perry brags about not having any writers, ever. And he says that people that don't like his movies are too bougie, or they're from the North and they don't understand Southern black culture. So we are here now because we got to talk about this. We all watched it, and it's important that we get people's feedback. So if you're on Facebook Live and you saw Tyler Perry's A Fall From Grace, please leave your comments on what you thought about the movie. If you are listening on SoundCloud, message us on our Twitter page or on IG, or just leave a comment in the SoundCloud or wherever you listen to your podcast from. But, Justin, have you watched Tyler Perry's A Fall From Grace? What did you think? I did watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, on paper, it's a actually a great plot and synopsis. It just, the execution was horribly done. It was very rushed. I don't know why he had to rush his project to be on Netflix, but it could have been a great film. Like, there were moments that I was just saying, and I was looking, and I was like, oh, that could have been great if like it was captured right. When, you know, I don't, can we spoil it? Oh, spoiler alert. If you haven't <laughs> watched the movie, what's Aren't spoiling? already? <laughs> I mean, if you watch the movie, it's spoiled because, like, that's a spoiling movie, period. <laughs> oh. Well, like, when Felicia Rashad had, you know, the, the necklace. Mm-hmm. Did you see? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, like, we if that it. was a great moment, it was tense, it was blocked right, and it got captured it correct, we would have been like, okay, wow. But, again, the execution wasn't there. Mm-hmm. But on paper, it could have been a great film. So I'm not sure why. And then it's insulting because... He, again, has a lot of money, a lot of resource. And then as someone who's pursuing writing and producing, has done some great projects, mm-hmm. I know if I couldn't, if I didn't catch it, I have a collaborator, Garrick Wade, who would catch certain things. And we know that if we didn't catch it, we don't have the budget, the time, the money to fix it. We're but he indies. Does. He does. So it's actually insulting that he, you know, you, watch, you see this thing, your editor sees it, whatever the producers, Netflix execs, and no one questioned him. To say, wait, there's a microphone sticking out her purse. You got to do that takeover. <laughs> yeah. But he thinks it doesn't matter because my 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 audience don't care about things like that. Yeah. And it's yeah. not it's not it's not a great way to be a creative. Tammy, it was what it was. I loved it. Honest to God, I loved it. Like I thought it was so funny. Anyone who's thinking of watching it, I will recommend you take Brother Dalton's advice from the leading morning show on WHCR. You got to wake and bake and get ready to <laughs> shake. You, I mean, you should be booted for that movie. It is yeah. goofy. It is yeah. really goofy. But if you are in the correct mindset, then you will just laugh and laugh. It was It was. Well, you're it not was supposed good. to laugh, <laughs> it though. Was, it's a thriller. No, I don't, but I don't it, think he wanted you to laugh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So that but, means it's not good if you're laughing. But it's just so funny. Like, the writing, the plot twist. Like, it was, it was genuinely what you would expect. And watching it from that nostalgic perspective made it enjoyable, you know? Well, Dara Kalima says the movie was okay, not good, not bad, Metacore. I would like to respectfully disagree when in the first 59 seconds of the movie, I am like, this is crazy. You are not headed in the right direction. So the movie starts <laughs> off. There's an oh, old yes. lady oh, yes. on the roof of a house and she's crying. She's saying she's lost at all. She doesn't know what to do. There was a cop in the window trying to talk her down, saying, no, man, don't do it. It was he, the lawyer's man. Yes. He's was, a bad cop. The lawyer, <laughs> Horrible. The cop speaks into his microphone and he's like, hey, we got to whatever, whatever. They are in the suburbs. 
All of a sudden, out of nowhere, a helicopter pops onto the scene and flashes the light directly into the old woman's face. Light-skinned bad cop goes, no, no. And the woman either falls or jumps off the roof. I'm not sure what happens. Wasn't even that far of a fall, though. And he just goes home. Nah, but she's old, though. That's the thing. Sarah only rocks with old people, like super old. It was not good. I mean, even that opening was... I forgot about the opening. That's why I see why you said the first 59 seconds. Yeah. But it... I see where he was trying to go with the story, but where? it could have just, <laughs> it could have just been, again, it was execution. It was the acting, mm-hmm. the production value, and that's why I don't get what comes to Tyler okay, Perry's wait. movies. You said that you see where he was going with this movie, and we got a comment on our Instagram on Saturday that says, um, it was overall a decent movie with a good lesson. Where was he trying to go? What was the lesson? The lesson was edit your stuff before you put it out for the world. <laughs> but no, I want to ask a question because this is like this is not the first time Tyler Perry has received criticism. He's always faced significant criticism for his movies. Mm-hmm. There was a two-year period where all of his movies ended with someone being secretly gay and someone else getting HIV. That was a thing with Tyler Perry movies. This movie, surprisingly, no one got HIV. However, he knows about this criticism, and he always responds to it. Actually, he pushed back hard on this movie, saying that it was mm-hmm. not going to be predictable, it was not going to be cheesy, it was going to be good. Why isn't he changing? And why is he bragging about being the only one who writes his stuff? Because he's a brand. You know, you have filmmakers who are about the storytelling and about the film. And then Tyler Perry's more of a businessman. So as a business, he knows his audience. So you think of any business yeah. you go to, they're going to be consistent with how they sell you their product. Absolutely. So that's why he's not changing. He should. I mean, if you make him this much money, so it's, it's aspirational to see him making a lot of money doing yes, it. Yes, but yes. as a storyteller... And that's why I think people want stories and we want to see ourselves. We have the Avas and Spike Lee mm-hmm. where we're like, wow, these are great stories. He's a different type of breed. So that's why he's not changing. He's not going to change a formula that works. Do you agree with that, Tammy? Yes. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. it and is Tyler broke. Perry is not broke. Well, he's not He broke. is not <laughs> at all. broke. Right. He has his demographic. He even said, you know, some of us who are criticizing are too bougie. Yeah. He has his demographic that he's been working with well, for years. Well, I, w- I want to actually get to that, but we do have to go on a quick break. When we get back, we'll be asking the question, are folks like myself and maybe Tammy just too bougie for Tyler Perry movies? Or are his movies objectionably bad? We had a few people in the comment section that said this movie was good, but let's talk about the like the overall scope of his movies. And maybe we're just not connecting. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard. We'll be right back. <laughs> just kidding. We are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM WHCR, the voice of Harlem. If you are just tuning in, this is Stanley Fritz. I am here with Tammy David and, of course, Just Incredible. If you are wondering where Selena is, she is on a work trip, probably somewhere in Barbados or Hawaii or some other beautiful island that she is, quote-unquote, forced to go to to do her <laughs> job. And we are talking about Tyler Perry's latest movie, A Fall from Grace. Spoiler alert, a few of us here are not big fans of the movie. But before we get back to that, I want to make sure we take out some time to read some Facebook Live comments. Tammy, do you got anything for us? Yeah, I do. And it's going to go perfectly with your next question. At Dara Kalima asks, shouldn't his demographic be growing and stretching with his work? And I have thoughts on that. The problem is it's not a comedy. So <laughs> yeah, you laughing. Should it? I mean, should he be changing? Yes. No, because his audience, I, we all know 
the people in the South. Yeah. They they have a, a, a mind that's not as progressive, and that's why he was like New York and L.A. I don't like do my premieres. So they they don't they progress slowly. They might not be up to speed. I they feel might, like that's so offensive. To yeah. The Sorry like, to them, <laughs> but it's true. Like my family's from the South. They're great, and I think it has it deals with the culture. So like being from New York and living in New York, we're exposed to a lot. Versus if a cousin will come up or a friend will come up, they might they might not they're not like bad people, but so he, he's not going to change if his base is not growing. Yeah, but like people from the south can appreciate continuity. Yeah, and they like, should. Yeah, and like they can appreciate things that make sense. For example, spoiler alert for those of you who are looking to watch the movie. At the end of the movie, they're on trial. They're giving closing statements. You know what the lawyer does? Tries to call a witness to the stand, like three times. Yes, three times. You can't do that. Someone would you don't even have to watch an episode of Law and Order to understand that you can't do that. Right. You know what it's, I don't get? Sorry. But yeah, no, yeah. when out of nowhere they just had like seventy five witnesses on the on the on the, 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 the prosecutor's side. I'm like, where did all these characters yep. and, and why didn't come she from? get to question them? She had no like it was she, just yeah. like this montage of just witnesses and I'm just sitting there, I'm saying like that makes no sense. We have no feeling. Mm-hmm. Who are these people? What are they trying to get to? Where are they at? Why Listen, we knew she was a bad lawyer coming in because that was kind of her thing, you know? She, like, never tried a case. She, like, hates her job. She only does plea deals, whatever. I want to get back to Dara's comment real quick because, honestly, I disagree with it. I don't think he should have to grow and work with a changing face. I think that the black community is so diverse in our thoughts and, you know... I don't I I wouldn't say necessarily that they're less progressive mm-hmm. maybe in some senses Stanley we talked about this you know a lot of his demographic are like Christian mm-hmm. god-fearing women yeah. You know, N- nah. This is disrespectful, Timmy. There was a scene in the movie where they, they panned on a judge, and he had his script on a table with his lines highlighted. Like I didn't notice that though. When <laughs> I was, I mean, maybe it's because I was smacked, but I really did not right. notice. So that's like, why it doesn't. We're not bougie for wanting better quality. If anything, we're not looking down on his audience. I think Tyler Perry's looking down on his audience and think they're just not smart enough to care. And it's very like it's insulting that he does that. Yeah. It makes no sense. But that if they no don't notice this. and don't care and continue to support him, exactly. then he you know he's going to keep. It's doing like it. when you show up to work late once and your boss doesn't notice or care, and <laughs> then you do it every day, and suddenly your new start time is an hour <laughs> later than it was originally. Yeah, but like I'll go back to Derek because she's getting some real good comments here. She goes, "As a poet, I'm always trying to do better with each next poem. He's not stretching, just releasing lazy work while do- while dogging women, big her up." To make her feel stupid for loving again. Come on. He needs to retire. And, like, I want to take a second to get into this because one of the things that really bothers me about Tyler Perry movies are the the racist tropes. So, if you watch the movie, the the lawyer, her husband is a light-skinned man with the weird hair. With weird hair. And there's, like, at least three scenes where... His, the woman is getting straight up disrespected by people and the husband just sits there and yeah. watches passively mm. and does nothing. And every time I'm like, yo, is he really going to let them disrespect his wife like that right in front of him? But the light-skinned dude is super passive. Is that just a me thing or is that a thing like Tyler Perry likes to make passive light-skinned men in movies? Oh, yeah, that's a huge thing. And he likes for his dark-skinned women to be like really aggressive and like angry and like kind of batter them down. You know how he puts like a dark-skinned woman with a light-skinned man Mm -hmm. and she's like nag, 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 really intense? I hate that trope. Yeah, well, he said that a lot of his writing, especially for women, is what he saw um, his mother grow go through he's never met um, other women since then <laughs> but the thing about like <laughs> black art and and black creators it does suck that we have to dissect a film like this because we don't have a lot out there 
Because again, I could watch a Quentin Tarantino movie and just be like, that was just horrible. But mm-hmm. it would not have all these, you know, think pieces and tropes behind it. But I think that's the importance of black art because where we are in the creative space in Hollywood, mm-hmm. we constantly have to think about the stories that we are telling. Also, can I just say one yeah, thing? Yeah. I watched this movie with white women on oh, Long Island. Really? Oh. And listen, this is why, you know, I'm I'm starting to see why y'all are saying he just has to do better because I really had to sit there and explain some of the stereotypes mm. to my friend's mom. You know, she's like a 50-something-year-old middle-aged white woman from Long Island who doesn't know these things. And Tyler Perry being one of the most popular, one of the only black film producers out there, he's giving white America content that they in turn think is really us. Right. And they again, really yeah. do uh, like sink that in. Right. And again, that's what is uh, such a double-edged sword with black art because sometimes we just want to do stuff and not have to think about everyone that we have to represent and teach white people about us and they have questions, you know. So, you know, him being the only person, uh, one of the only producers and directors and writers and studio owners he it's just a responsibility that we all have to take on to be creative and say you know what what we are putting out there you can do it in an entertaining way but when you have movie after movie after movie after movie then we're going to say okay like why is this the only thing that you're doing so two questions and let's try to like get these, get these quick because we're running low on time one does Tyler Perry make good movies and if not who are some black writers and directors or um, people of color writers and directors that we should be looking for and supporting? And I'll start with you, Justin, because you you actually do the work. Well, he's had good movies. He's had really? movies. Yeah, I mean, um, Why Did I Get Married was really great. That was entertaining. Right. That's a good movie. You don't, you know, it wasn't this big commentary movie, but true, it was a good true. movie. Yeah, and then that. The Family That Prays with Sanaa Lathan was in you it. You mean as when well. the dude slapped the crap out oh, of her? And she flew across dog, the dog. I love I love a good slap in a movie. All right. But, <laughs> but, you know, he has good movies. And it's just, I think, as black people, we want to just see more and we know the power he has. So I think we're putting a, a big task on him. and But that's the power of collaboration. He's a studio executive now. He doesn't have to continue to do everything. He can allow others to come to him and he can you know green light a lot of talented people with mm-hmm. great stories to tell but i mean my favorite is ava ava is doing great things i will support ava until you know the day i die i think everyone should look into what ava's doing she has i mean and she does things like she's doing a dc film yep. and she mm-hmm. had when they you know when they see us and mm-hmm. then wrinkling time yeah, she's so, so she's, she's again moving. she's mm-hmm. telling you know wrinkling time had commentary behind it but it was positive commentary so, so ava duvernay yes ava duvernay. Right. i call her i, I know her on her first name what about you Tammy well I want to say that Tyler Perry's movies are good because I'm not so much of a film buff like I just don't have the know-all or right. kind of like I don't catch these things like people do seeing all these things in Twitter was my first time really catching it from the Got movie it, right. so most of my experiences with Tyler Perry movies were me growing up as a kid, early teenager, and I just thought they were like really intense yeah, and funny, and you funny, know? Yeah. That's that's what we expect from Tyler Perry. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, he got famous off his Medea stuff. Right. So for what it is, I do think it's good. It is enjoyable. Maybe not like quality, but right. it's good. It's not like this um, revolutionary. You know, if you are looking for better quality in a black filmmaker 
especially if you're the kind who, you know, likes to support people who are on a specific brand or on a specific message like Tyler Perry, I got to give it to Jordan Peele right now. He's killing it. He's killing it. And he's making movies that not only are, you know, black centric with black artists Mm -hmm. and and writers and and actors, but he genuinely talks about the state of the world as it is today while still maintaining good and interesting stories right. without the stereotypes yeah. yeah and and i think it's worth checking out some of stuff um us really good get out if y'all haven't seen it yeah. and pretty much even outside of his movies mm-hmm. his comedy work legendary yeah yeah so um i want to read a comment from michelle monique she says black women are great proven writers why isn't he allowing other writers in the writer's booth. Michele, you are absolutely right. Michele also said women should have the opportunity to write their own stories right. and be produced by Tyler Perry because he can do that now. Well, yeah. And you are a thousand percent right. Tyler Perry does not make good movies. Period. <laughs> I'm sorry. Tough, like, you know, and, and call me bougie, call me judgmental. I support him because he pays black actors well mm-hmm. and he keeps black actors employed. That's that's my interest in supporting his work. Right. So no matter how bad the movies are, I know if a black actor is doing that movie, they got a check. Right. Mm-hmm. And if that's how they get seen, like that's usually the only time they get top billing. Right. That's usually the only Taraji. time. Like so, like yeah. Tara- when Taraji did the Curious Case of Benjamin Button, which she won a Grammy for Best Supporting Actress, they wouldn't even pay for her flight to the set. They wouldn't even pay for her hair mm. and makeup. She had to pay for it, and she said. She got paid, like she wouldn't say the number, but she said she got paid extremely low. She said she didn't start getting paid like like other white actresses until she did a Tyler Perry movie. Yeah. And he brought her number up so now she could negotiate right. with that number. That's Taraji P. Henson, yeah. who had already been in the game for 20 plus years at that point in 2007. Yeah. So that's my interest in supporting Tyler Perry. However, there are other writers and directors we should be paying attention to. Ryan Coogler isn't a great mm-hmm. director. Yeah. He did Black Panther. He did, um, why am I forgetting the name now? But the movie about the guy in Oakland who was shot in the back oh, by the cop. Um, I can't remember. Same. Oh. I'm not a movie buff. Yeah. I'm not a movie buff. We'll, we'll, um, we'll, something, something street, something train. We'll, we'll get back <laughs> to that. Um, but also, Dang, Lena Raith, even though she proves that black women cheat and black <laughs> men don't cheat, she's been a great <laughs> writer and producer, and we got to support her. And Fruitville are, Station. Fruitville Station, thank you. There Just are nice. hundreds. <laughs> of black writers and directors and creators that we just don't get to see yet. I want to shout out a friend of mine who she and I were working on a project, but we just didn't have the money to continue it. Her name is Cody Ann Palmer. She's great with the camera. She's great with directing. Somebody give her a budget. She will make you some magic. Support Justin and his company. Justin J. Wright. Yeah, man. Trap Media. Exactly. We have content. Support people like Michelle Monique with Just a Girl from Brooklyn because we have creators here. We don't have to be getting a fall from grace and have that as our only standard for a movie. So thank you, Tyler Perry, for the things that you do. Yeah. But yep. we can do better. And like it's about time that we had a chance to show that. Yeah. So with that being said, guys, we do have to get out of here. This is the end of the line for us for today. We will be back next week. And if you miss us, you can listen to the show wherever you get your podcast from. Spotify, iHeart, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker. Anywhere at all, you can listen to the podcast. Um, feel free to keep on leaving comments and we'll get back to you. With that being said, guys, this has been another action packed episode of Let Your Voice Be Heard Radio. We'll see you next week. We out. Girl,